Hey guys, what's up? Mike here. Hey, on this episode of Mountain and Marsh, Eddie and Mike contact me from Duck Season. Now, Duck Season, D-U-K-S-Z-N. Duck Season online. If you go online, type in you type in Duck Season. You type in D-U-K-S-Z-N on Google, and you go find DuckSeason.com. Look, Duck Season is cool, and here's why. If you get on Facebook and people start drama with you, if you get on Facebook or Instagram and you can't find what you want and you're a waterfowl hunter, this product is awesome. Here's why. You can be as simple as a guy who waterfowl hunts four to five times a year, or you can be a hardcore waterfowl hunter where you hunt multiple states, you hunt 90 days, you hunt as many days as you want a year. You can use Duck Season as as a website to connect you with other duck hunters and and goose hunters, waterfowl hunters. Uh, You can ask questions. You can get answers. You can talk about decoys. Um, You can talk about where to go to get the best food in an area if you're out duck hunting. I mean, this is a great website for duck hunters to connect and trade hunts. That's where the basis of this thing came from was actually these guys, Eddie, Blake, and Mike, trading hunts and hunting together for different species and uh, different species of ducks. And, you know, if you guys want somewhere to go where you, instead of looking for a guide service, you can say, hey, how about you do this? How about you come out my way you come out my way and we'll shoot some green wings early. But I'd really love to come out your way and shoot some short net geese late. And you can work on that. You can do it that way. Uh, duck season is great. Duck season, D-U-K-S-C-N. Look for them on Google. This is a great podcast. At the end, we talk about hunting that we're doing and uh, BS a little bit. So thank you guys for listening. What's up, guys? Hey, I recently had Sean with Swamp Stick on the podcast, and we talked about a super cool product. The Swamp Stick is a very versatile piece of equipment for your waterfowl set. Uh, This thing can be taken every single day and used in 10 different ways. Um, Put your motion decoys on it at different heights. Um, It's extendable. Put your gear on it. Hang your gun on it. You can get a plethora of attachments for this thing if you guys would like you can get 10 percent off exclusively here on mountain and marsh all caps m a m p 10 that'll get you 10 percent off at checkout swamp-stick.com that's m a m p 10 that's all capitals check them out on facebook instagram tiktok you know the deal
everybody, Mike here. Uh, here with Eddie and Mike with Duck Season. Uh, maybe, Eddie, why don't you go ahead and just tell everybody uh, where you come from, what you, what your old company was, and now what you guys are doing now with Duck Season. Yeah, so um, we were actually on earlier. Uh, the company was called Salty Fowl, and we were selling clothes and raising money for Sea Duck Conservation. And um, we decided to transition into duck season, which is we're trying to build a community um, of people that are into waterfowl hunting um, to give them the ability to trade hunts and, you know, have an open platform to talk about duck hunting using our website that doesn't involve Facebook. And we do sell, you know, some, some merchandise, but that's the, the main drive is to get people to be able to travel, um, to travel and be able to trade hunts and see, you know, the different different portions of the U.S. and and experience that heritage that that runs deep, whether it be Alaska, New England, Texas, Arkansas. We're just trying to build a big community of waterfowl hunters. Yeah, uh, when I when I went to so for everybody listening, this is a website, kind of a forum style. So far, it's a forum style website, um, almost like a it would be like a social media light, wouldn't you guys say? Like it's kind of it's kind of what it is, right? Like it's a it's kind of a nod to the old forums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's one portion of it. So yeah, there's there's a portion that's just a pure old school forum that's just open source that anyone can create an account, log in. You can, you know, be from, you know, be a, be a normal average Joe asking questions about duck hunting in a new area or tips and topics or sell and trade a boat or what you guys are using for setups, like just basically like the old school duck hunting chat. Um, and then we have a portion on the website too that allows you to message me. Um, and you can put up a little story about yourself of, you know, I'm able to get people on, you know, X type of bird and I'm looking to, you know, explore swan hunting because I don't have that in my area to give the people the ability to one network and meet people and be able to, you know, trade a hunt and save some money. I just thought about something, and this is uh, very unfortunate for somebody like me who lives in an area like I do. All I can offer people is possibly one grebe or like two coots. So <laughs> I don't have much leverage. <laughs> no, no, hey, I, man, it's, I'm, it's cool. I'm always looking for a coot, huh? It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's cool, man. To You know, when I got on the, the website uh, a little a couple of weeks ago, I, I made an account. like I got on the website, and it was so simple it's like a breath of fresh air like it's like wow look there's a post there's a post like there's what somebody asked here's the answers there's what there weren't a bunch of like every third swipe wasn't an ad every there weren't videos on how to do yoga poses when i'm in the waterfowl hunting like it's it's a super like crisp clean simple layout which I really liked when I got on. I was like, man, that's, that is sweet. Yeah. You can really get lost on Facebook. Um, like I'm in, I'm in a couple groups and 
I just don't use it because it's like you said, like the ads that just pop up all the time and you know, the classic stereotypes that come out with within the Facebook groups itself um, and power trips. So we're just trying to create, you know, an open, an open forum for anyone to use. Now, do you guys seem to notice that in a forum setting or that style of setting, it's something that I'm asking because I notice is it, do you guys notice that there's often less argument? Like I almost feel like on Facebook, it's, it's meant to be argument. Like it always is argument and I don't know why, but um, it, it just, it always seemed to me like there was always that one guy in the crowd or that, you know what I mean? But it's a lot less. I don't know. I don't know why, but it's just like a lot more people helping people in that aspect. Yeah. I think, I think social media, you know, like we're in the very early stages of this forum. There's only, you know, X amount of posts on there right now, but, I think when you're taking out the the pile picks and, you know, companies trying to push, you know, hey, I got a new hat or, you know, we got, we released this or, you know, we, we smoked our limit today. Here's 10 pictures. I think if you kind of remove that and just go straight to the point of like, what are you guys running for decoys, you know, this time of the year um, in this area, you can really dive down to just get the question that you want without getting none of the nonsense that comes with the Facebook groups. Cause a lot of times I would, you know, see a post and want to do something that that guy did to his boat. I'm like, Oh, I want to go back and, and do that to my boat. And then, you know, a couple of months goes by and you have to scroll forever. It's so hard to find that, that post. So I think the forum style and it's searchable allows you to really dive down to go back to, stuff that might have been in the past posted yeah it feels like more of a grassroots system than like you're explaining like facebook is or or instagram is um and i i know that they're helpful they they really are they're helpful in many ways and uh i get to post things on there get interaction i i met you through instagram i've met tons of people i've been offered tons of hunts like and fishing trips and it's been awesome but uh the the way that you guys have that set up it just almost feels like that's the way that i it should be done like i don't i don't know why it just facebook is a uh facebook and instagram is like a war zone man so yeah (laughs) I, i really appreciate the way that that that's set up yeah and once more people use it it'll be you know more helpful for those looking for for answers or to build relationships or to you know get a hunting buddy or or whatever they're looking for just the more that people use it the more that it generates you know what they're looking for and the best you know we're not making money off of that um there's no ads on it or anything um you know it's just an open source that that's for duck hunters that's a it's a sweet idea, man. I I noticed that other companies like uh, Serviceide, which is there's Serviceide, there's uh, the Go Wild app, things of that nature. Um, people who are trying to do something similar as well, um, but like the Go Wild app, I don't, I really don't like it. I've tried to utilize it. Um, that's just my honest opinion. I 
the algorithm, I don't know why, seems to disfavor. Like I'll see somebody uh, get a hundred likes when I'm when I scroll on like a button butt kill, and I'm like, oh, cool, because it's real life. But then like I'll post an eight point I shoot, and it gets like two likes. I'm like, what? It, what did I do wrong? Like I don't even know how to use this thing. <laughs> but with a forum style, like I can see, like, you can see what people are posting. Like I don't need to dive through an algorithm to try to figure things out. Exactly. It's just it's just what it is. You'll see, you know, like on the homepage when you log in, you'll see the the top, you know, the most recent posts. But you can dive down into, you know, we split it up through, you know, gun reviews. Um decoy spread questions um we have a section for recipes we have a section for the specific flyways or scouting reports or how to's um so that people can ask questions and and people can chime in on what works for them or what doesn't work for them and you know maybe who who has good sales right now um you know maybe rogers is is running a good good sales ad that you know is un- flying under the radar and you can pick up you know, a good amount of decoys for a decent price. It's just, it's just really just building a community. And, and at the end of the day, that's, that's our main goal is to get back to the grassroots, like you said, um, of the duck hunting community. And Mike, you had said that uh, earlier when we were talking that you and Eddie had met up through like some sort of transition between trading hunts. Um, can you explain a little bit more about what, that is to duck season, like what it means to that forum style page and everything. Well, it's, it, um, you know, it, the whole hunt swap thing is really the reason Ed and I became friends. Uh, I had another friend that who, who knew a guy who knew a guy who knew uh, the guy that we hunt with out of North Dakota. And he said, hey, you want to go on a snow goose hunt? I said, yeah. And he said, would you be willing to take the guy Eider hunting next next fall? And I said, absolutely. So so long story short, we, uh, our friend out in North Dakota, he came out on a hunt or two, and, and we went back and forth. And then one year he brought Ed up, and, and Ed only lived a few hours from me. And, and Ed and I got to be friends, and, and uh, you know, it's been really good. You know, we've hunted, Ed and I have hunted, I don't know, Maine. Uh, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Nebraska together in the last, what, three or four years, Ed? Yeah. So, you know, and it, and it just keeps growing. So it's, it, it's a great thing because you get, it gives you a chance to make friends in a, in an area that you might not be able to make friends. Yeah, that's, it's, you know, this is the first year and it's funny because the whole idea of hunt swap was never a thing to me. I grew up, and I probably told Eddie this when we talked on the podcast, but I grew up deer hunting, turkey hunting, waterfowl hunting, a little bit of upland hunting, and I my family just hunted, and so we just always hunted together in the same areas. Switch it up a little bit here and there, but it was mainly the, the same thing. We all bow hunted, we rifle hunted, muzzleloader hunted, whatever. And um, it wasn't until I got into the podcast thing and started connecting with other people that people would be like, hey, man, like, I always have room, you know, two or three weeks a year. Would you want to come up and go hunting or come down and go hunting? Or, you know, I got offered to go with Omen Outdoors. He offered me to go 
to the Gulf of Mexico in Florida and go uh, bottom fishing with him. And I'm like, for free. And I was like, for free? Like, where I'm from, I have to pay a guy like $1,800 to go do that. He's like, now you can just come with me and my buddy. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So, like, I get, you know, I get all these, uh, these connections now. And I'm actually taking a guy uh, up on one of these offers just this year going out below Lake Erie. Uh, to do some diver hunting on a river and uh, Mon River waterfowl. And I took somebody up on it this year and I'm going to be doing it more and more now. It's really cool. It's such a good idea. And I never thought about it. Now I feel like everybody should be doing it. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely more. Uh, I mean, I, the first, you know, I was invited. Basically, I, I picked up the guy who had traded a hunt with Mike. And that's how I got introduced to it. So I just kind of like hopped on board, but you can see a lot, like I enjoy not just, you know, getting out there and, and, and just duck hunting, but seeing how, you know, what are the local restaurants there? Um, you know, we went out, what was it? The Platte river and saw a ton of, um, the ribeyes of the sky flying. That was the first time I've ever seen one. Yeah. And yeah, it was just it was just wild to see that area and how the how they hunt locally there is nothing compared to how I hunt locally here. And the same thing, just a couple you know hours away, Mike hunted completely different than I was hunting. Um, so it's it's, it's definitely a great concept, especially for people looking to save money. I think all we paid for out there was uh, the flights out and then food. That was yeah. it. And a really great, inexpensive motel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I I think this year on the trip I'm taking, uh, I'll be staying in the guy's spare room for free. And then um, I'll be possibly meeting up with them November 12th on Assateague Island. I'm going to be in West Ocean City in Maryland. Uh, so, like, it's it's super easy, just like you guys are saying. Like, it seems very simple to do this just nobody thinks about it nobody ever does right and yeah we we did i mean i owe we went uh brant hunting down in rhode island and i owe i owe him he actually wants to do a, a wood duck hunt which is you know at the end of my road is basically pretty good wood duck spot so next summer or next next fall i'm planning on taking him up and you know it's just you just build that you know I keep on saying it, but you build that community that everyone's, you know, you know, helping each other out and, you know, they want to experience different type of hunts and, you know, what a better way to do that than, you know, just get right in with the grassroots of it and learn how they do it and see the, the local area and see how they hunt and, and just enjoy the heritage that's in that area. Yeah. I think with like, just like I said, with the podcast, I've met people even locally to me that, it feels like um, they are all like my buddies over at 3B Outdoors. Like they're just like down home dudes. Or, they aren't even like putting out product. They're just looking to like create the old school atmosphere of community, whether that be waterfowl hunting, deer hunting, and deer camps and doing deer drives and uh, upland hunting farms and like local farms and stuff. It's I have a pheasant hunt with them next weekend. Like they 
it just works out this way where I've started to actually, I was always an introvert and I, I'm always like a solo hunter. Like I would just do everything myself. Then I started meeting people through the podcast and uh, really opened my eyes to a lot. And I think there's a lot more people out there who are striving for community than I ever realized. When Once I started the podcast and I started talking to more people, it seemed like it seemed like 50 plus percent of the people I talked to, it's probably about 70 plus, are just good people who just want to be a part of a community and aren't out to cut your throat like every business out there, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and like a, a good way, you know, especially like I was just thinking now, like guide, guide services, like you see, you see them popping up all over, but before you test the waters, like take some people out on traded hunts and see if you can actually do it. Yeah, and I, I have more fun. I have more fun personally trying to do it myself because they, even if I don't kill but one or two birds, I have a blast trying to do it myself. I've been on some guided hunts that have gone sour and some guided fishing trips, some charter trips, and it just puts a bad taste in my mouth now. And uh, I, I would much rather just hang out with dudes who just want to hang out and have a good time go hunting. Exactly. Yep. So, uh, Mike, you, you're from Maine, and you were a waterfowl guide. Uh, talk a little bit about that and kind of how that helps with what you do now through duck season. Well, I yeah, I, um, I've i actually had a guide license for about 20 years now. And, um, oh, I guess probably 2015 or 16, I went and got my captain's license and, and guided sea duck hunters for a few years off the coast of Maine. And, um, you know, whether it was guiding sea duck hunters or, or anything else, fishermen or deer hunters, you know, you always meet guys. And even though you might be taking them on a guided hunt, I, I've lost count of the, the offers I've had. You know, somebody offered to, you know, come down and hunt with us or, or come on a fishing trip with us. Or, you know, and you just, you, you make an awful lot of friends that way. I mean, obviously you meet because of a common interest and then it just grows from there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I uh, I know like th- what you do is very what you did at least is is very niche. You know, it's like a uh, or what you do is very niche. Being being a guide, um, and any sea duck hunting in general. Obviously, like here, I talked to Eddie about it, like everybody knows Jeff, but that's like the I don't know. I, I almost feel, is he the biggest name? I don't know. Is there is there like other people? I'm not a sea duck guy. I'm going to be honest with you. I I have no clue about sea ducks, but he's a big, uh, big personality. He's a great guy. When uh, I was doing a lot of the salty foul stuff, he was a big supporter for it. Yeah. Yeah. I just want, is like, is he, who's, I know that there's guys in new England and I don't, I don't know their names, but I know that there are big names in new England too, for sea ducks. Like, because when you think about sea, that when I think about sea duck hunting, obviously I'm from Maryland. But when I think about sea duck hunting, I just think like, I know Jeff, the guy with the big old boat, but I don't know, I don't know anybody else. So that's a, that's just kind of my my perspective of sea duck hunting. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's there's a bunch of big names up in New England, but you know, when you're talking about sea duck hunting in Maryland, you're talking mostly scoters. But when you're talking sea duck hunting in Maine, I mean, most of the people come to the Maine to kill eiders. 
You know, eiders only migrate about as far south as Massachusetts. Once in a while, you'll get one down around Maryland. You know, Jeff Coastal still post when they kill one. You know, that's a big deal to kill one in Maryland, but they generally migrate between Canada and Massachusetts. So eiders, what brings everybody up there? I got you. Okay. So like if somebody was a 41 chaser, they would be up there trying to get a hold of the eider. That makes sense. Yeah, it's a it's a bucket list bird. He's not a real great eating bird. Um, there, it's the hardest waterfowl to kill that you will ever hunt. Uh, brutal conditions. The birds you've never seen a bird so tough. I mean, he'll take a load of number twos and fly off. You know, they'll bounce off him and he'll fly away. Yeah, no, some I've had some common mergansers like that too, but <laughs> but. <laughs> Those aren't even ducks. I just shoot them for fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I think like the community thing that you guys are doing, do you notice that there has been like a, a growth in a certain area or does it seem like it's starting to bubble up all over the place? No, it seems, you know, I guess going back to it, you just see all these, all these companies um, coming out with, like clothing lines or, you know, groups of people and they're, they're pumping community and you're not, and you know, you're not really seeing much of it besides you're part of the, the, you know, whatever company's community and you rock their t-shirts. But, and you know, like some of the big ones have, you know, throw crazy events, um, which is awesome. Like dive bomb does, you know, their, I forget what it's called. Um, yeah, like I know you're talking about yeah. and stuff that history, you know, that's, that stuff's awesome. Um, and they have their private groups that are on Facebook because it's, you know, that's easy to do and what people are used to, but, you know, we, we're just trying to, to build, you know, the traded hunts page and, and the, and the community forum to really focus on what people want, not what we want them to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, I don't care if we, you know, we have some hats and, and t-shirts and hoodies that are, you know, high quality. Um, it's not, you know, most of it isn't on like the classic stuff that you can get. Um, you can go down to your local print shop and get made, you know, I worked hard to get quality, quality gear, like Merino wool and, and stuff like that, but that's not the main purpose of it. And we don't really have that much in stock. It's limited numbers and we're really just pushing the community portion of it and give someone a, a tool to utilize to help them achieve whatever they want and get any information that they want, swap a hunt, um, give the, give people the opportunity to get a spot on the website to have a little write up about what they can offer for a traded hunt. And, you know, it's not right now, it seems like mostly new England. Um, but we'd love to push it down, um, down the East coast and over to, you know, all the flyways. I'm going to help you out in Pennsylvania, at least in Maryland, because I, I have already started telling people about it and I uh I just love it and I'm like this is the like I said this is the first year I'll be doing a, a traded hunt and it's like the it's the way to go it really is the just as you said the guided hunts aren't they're 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 great but man with the price of transportation the price of staying in a hotel somewhere the price of paying for the guided trip and then tipping the price. Uh, and then if you don't get any birds, it's like, Oh my gosh. But 
this whole idea of just as you said, like going somewhere, meeting new people, people who could become great friends, and then also getting to see the culture of an area, uh, you know, eat the food of an area, go to a, re- a local restaurant that's a big deal or, or whatever. Like it's, it's an entire experience. It's not just hunting and it's a cheap way to do it. And that is really cool. Yeah. Obviously like the guide, the guide side of it has its benefits because of, you know, these, these people make a living from it. They're usually great and have everything you need, but you also miss that, that heritage style of, yeah, I'm driving down here and me, you know, and, you know, say if you came up with me, it would be you know, me, Mike, maybe another guy. And we would go out and show you what we do locally. And, you know, the spot that we eat after, and there's no pressure of, you know, like of having a client, you know, you're, you're doing it more on a friend's basis. And then, you know, you don't even have to return a, a duck hunt on the back end. Maybe I want to go down and, and shoot, you know, a deer down in PA or Maryland or whatever, or whatever, or, you know, go pheasant hunting down there. Um, you have that ability to, you know, it doesn't have to be a waterfowl for a waterfowl, but it could be, could be anything. Right on. So who's the, uh, who's the other guy that works with you guys? I don't want to leave him out of the podcast. Yeah. Blake, Blake, he's, he was actually how the, was the connection between, um, me and Mike and he lives in North Dakota. Um, and he's helping us out as well. Um, he does a lot of traded hunts and this has kind of been like a conversation, uh, back and forth of, of what, of, of what the vision of duck season turned into. I do really like the logo. I think, uh, I thought your last logo was cool, but, uh, and other people do too. I've had other people tell me that that's slick, but the, uh, I think the duck season, I think the way that you guys spelled it out and everything, I think it's, it's memorable. I think it's a cool name, cool logo, uh, makes for, a, makes for a cool shirt too. And I know that, like you said, you've worked hard to have quality material, um, in your garb that you have. And I, it shows for sure. It looks very nice. So I commend you. Yeah, that. thank you. And we, we still have, like, I kept Salty Fowl, which was the original, you know, what kind of created everything. And that kind of was born after I went on a, a hunt with Mike, but um, to raise money for Sea Conservation. And we kept that alive. It's just, it's just, you know, we consider it a collection within, um, within the duck season brand, I guess you could say. And, you know, we still donate 20% of those profits to the common Ida brood survival uh, study that's going on up in Maine right now. So that, that isn't dead or anything, but it was just so niche and we had bigger ideas for, for the company and we needed to branch out and, you know, kind of capture the whole, you know, everyone looks forward to duck season, or at least we do, or all waterfowlers do. And, um, it just kind of like clicked with, with the name, the simple logo design. Um, people look at it and, you know, non-waterfowlers. I was out in Montana this summer and uh, I think, what did they say? What's duck? Duck then? And I was just like, oh, it actually stands for duck season. And then they saw it and they're like, oh, I get it. I get it. It's just, you know, symmetrical, simple design. You know, we're not flashy. We're not really trying to sell anything. We're just, you know, if you want to buy, buy a 
you know, a hoodie or a hat or whatever, you're good to go. Represent, represent the community. Yeah. Well, let's wrap up about the actual website itself, because I think uh, we've laid that out pretty well. Uh, one last question though. I want to ask you about the website. Is this something that you see? What's the, what's the future look like? I mean, is this something you see an app or you see, uh, if the community grows to a certain point, you see future, you know, things in the future or, or what's that? Yeah, I think, I think the future of it is just to grow the content within it. Um, we could probably develop an app, but at that point we would have to either, you know, gain revenue through ads, which I don't really want to do. I heard it's um, so expensive gonna, to get it to like even create an app. I didn't know that, but I heard it's super expensive. Yeah. So we're, I'm, I'm using, um, basically I used an app that got inserted into our website. Um, that, that is free for all the stuff that we have. And if it grows, we have the ability to add more features to it. Um, but for what it is, it's just so simple right now. And, it gets, you know, what we, what we think it needs. Um, but people who are using it and signing up, if you think it needs something else or have suggestions or whatever, just let us know and, um, we can try to make it happen. But right now it's just going to be focused on, on trading, trading hunts and, and hunting topics basically. Mike, you got any last, uh, words about the, the page itself? What that? I said, you got any last words about duck season and, and the page and all itself? Yeah, I think everybody ought to go check it out. You uh, you know, it's small, but it's growing, and it's a great way to make friends, and it's a great way to experience something you might not otherwise be able to do. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I think it is a stellar idea. I think that uh, it's super clean, and it just makes sense. I, I can learn a lot, a lot from it. I can ask many questions and, uh, I'll tell you guys. So, to, so we are recording this on the 25th of October. I will be tomorrow morning. The show comes out, uh, about what happened on the, on Facebook, what Eddie was talking about earlier. Um, and what had happened with me, a post that I'd put up and how I got censored on a page. Uh, on a Facebook page. And so I'll just tell everybody real quick, uh, tomorrow the show comes out on the 26th um, and it'll be called what's frowned upon, but not illegal. So I put a post up on a page called hardcore waterfowler. They have 110,000, 120,000 people who follow the page. I posted through mountain and marsh uh, Facebook page uh, how do you, Hey guys, how do you feel about water swatting? Like that was all I said. It's not exact, but it's all I said. And, um, it got over 400 comments before I went to bed at 8 45 PM. And the next morning I woke up to go to work and, uh, I logged or I clicked on Facebook before I hopped in the work truck and it was gone or I couldn't find it. And I was like, I wonder what happened on my notifications. So I kind of looked through and I'm like, don't see it. I search, don't see it. Search the page, don't see it. And I'm like, wait a minute. 
I wasn't even like warned. I wasn't told about this. I got booted off of a page on Facebook for asking a question for the podcast that releases tomorrow on October 26th. I asked a question because it's such a criticized topic that I wanted to see what majority of the public thought. I'll let you guys know a secret. Majority of the public, 99% of people that commented on that post did it. They didn't care. They watched one. So like three or four guys who started commenting on all kinds of other people, calling them POSs and, and all kinds of stuff, those people somehow got my page or my post shut down and they banned me from hardcore waterfowler on Facebook. So when you guys have a site that I can go to and just ask a simple question and no one's going to like throw me out because I didn't do anything wrong. Like that's sweet. I don't, I don't want to be somewhere that I get banned for other people acting a fool. Those folks didn't get banned. And I know because the next day, I actually posted with my personal page, hey, what happened to that post yesterday? And the main culprit actually said, I think it was uh, it was too controversial, so they took it down. <laughs> and it was him who, who was just being, sorry for my language, being a dick the entire time. <laughs> he was just being a bad person the entirety of the time. And so he was the reason I got banned, and then he's the one who commented. That's kind of ironic, but... Just a, a quick story about how, you know, social media has gotten like that. And I, I think what you guys are doing could really help people who just want real answers and want to ask real questions. You, you can go over to DuckSeason.com and post that. We won't, we won't ban you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as you're not like, I'm sure there's some legal, that legal portions of whatever, but if you're like, you're posting that you're robbing stores or something that yeah, will probably will probably ban you. But anything else that you know, we'll let, we'll let everything fly until I guess the authorities knock on our door. But the best thing is, is we don't have Zuckerberg telling us what to do over on DuckSeason.com. Oh, nobody's banning the ammo companies who are robbing me this year. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, so why don't we do this then? I want to ask you guys a couple questions this year about hunting because. Eddie, I haven't talked to you for a while. And Mike, I've just met you. So this year, um, how's hunting been? Uh, maybe Eddie, start off and just how's hunting been around your area and what are you getting into this year? So um, hunting's, been, hunting's been okay. I went on a good goose hunt that we, we shot a limit on. Um, and then I took my son out uh, to hunt some local rivers around us. Um, that was fun. He, uh, he's not old enough to shoot, but he's, he's addicted to it. So he never wants to leave even when the ducks aren't flying. Um, but we shot our first, you know, wood duck with him. Um, and he loved it. And besides that, that's all we're seeing. I haven't seen any, any mallards yet. Um, I haven't been out in the last, you know, week and a half. I did a little upland hunting up, up at our camp, which was good, a little grouse hunting. Um, but besides that, duck season hasn't really kicked in for us i mean it's it's in and i'm just locally i'm not seeing it and with my work schedule i don't have enough time to really scout to really get on them so i just hit the local holes that i know i can take my son out to 
Right on. Yeah. I, uh, I hear you're not seeing any mallards. It's been disgusting. Uh, so, Eddie, when you sent me the, the message, you have Mike's name beside Texas. So what's what's that all about? Uh, I actually, I just moved to Texas about, so I've been here not quite two weeks. So are you are you down there for work? Uh, yeah, well, I'm self-employed, and um, we moved down here. There's some pretty good opportunities, and my wife and I are sick of the cold winter, so we decided we'd relocate. So I got to do a little bit of hunting in Maine before I left, and we did pretty good on the woodies and a, and a few mallards, and now I'm down here, and I'm waiting for the season to open next month and go try it out in a new place. All right, I'll say two things. One, I just saw the other day that Sean Weaver had posted a video of wood ducks in Maine, and I was like, wow, I want to go hunt wood ducks in Maine. That looks like it's so pretty up there where those wood ducks were at. We were just posting the videos of. Um, and also, I've talked to probably five to six people on here who are from Texas. And just about every one of them beats up waterfowl. Like they, they terrorize some waterfowl later in the season. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's of it's, it's still it's still pretty warm down here now. But I have not seen one duck since I've been here. They're all still up there with you guys. They're not here. They're definitely not here. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not here yet. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> Funny story. Uh, a couple weeks ago, it was the final day of early duck season here in Pennsylvania. Went out on a local lake. We scouted all week, and the night before was a Friday night. And there, there were hundreds of geese coming into this spot, but there were also a bunch of ducks flew in. And my buddy Dylan, who does a lot of stuff with me, filming and stuff. He was scouting that night, sent me videos of ducks, and he was telling me there's a bunch of ducks in here. Um, that morning, we saw two teal, and they buzzed us, and like two mallards, whatever. They were fine with the geese. Terrible morning. It was so bad that a guy in an orange vest popped out about five yards from us and tried to jump shoot our decoys. <laughs> then, about an hour and a half later, I heard... We heard gunshots, two gunshots in a row, and we walk around the corner, and the kids stand there shooting at a grebe. <laughs> so we were like, hey, buddy, I don't know what you're doing, but you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's been uh, – Pe Pennsylvania's been weird this year, man. We um, Well, the whole area. We killed some wood ducks, the locals, uh, but, man, we're just not seeing any birds. And it looks like I'm in deer mode now. Uh, and it looks like the next week and a half to two weeks, as far as my forecast will read, is gross. Like warm weather, it's supposed to get rainy here for it's supposed to be in like the the 55 degree range at the low next week when the rut's supposed to be full bore. So we'll we'll see how hunting season goes this year, but it's not looking real promising. Me and Mike went on a goose hunt this year, and we saw more deer than he. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I swear this... you should. I, I was saying, I was saying to him, I said we should just start bringing or anyone deer hunting, you know, close to a cornfield when it's cut, should just put a bunch of geese decoys and sit in a tree stand because 
they, I feel like it's a confidence booster to them. I saw one of the biggest deer I've ever seen locally uh, out of a layout blind when I was like 18 years old hunting geese in Westminster, Maryland. Uh, big, big old 10 point come running up out of the bottom below us after we had shot a volley and was just standing in the decoys like 20 yards from us. We're like, what the heck? Like the guy who hunted the land was with us and was like, are you kidding me? Like I never see this deer and he's in the middle of our goose decoys. But I think we're on to something. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's uh super cool. You guys do what you do. I think everybody uh should go check out duck season. Um, it's when I got on there, it's something that I think is super easy to navigate as well. So like there's there's zero reason to be like, uh, I already have Facebook and Instagram and it's enough or I get on Twitter, like there it's so simple. Like there's nothing to worry about. It's this, it's so simple. It's, it's a breath of fresh air. Um, getting to talk to like-minded people, everybody should hop on there. And, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts, man. Uh, you guys got any last thoughts before we hop off here? Yeah, just check it out and, uh, let us know if you, you know, have any improvements or have any questions and, you know, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, but try not to be active on, or I'm just not active on Facebook because I don't really enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, just reach out to us and, and, you know, figure out how you can, how you can get on to trade some hunts. And if you want to write something up and, you know, you, you got a cool little hunt or a good heritage spot or, um, are looking for someone to trade a hunt with, we, I know some people that haven't you know, created the, the, the blog post basically is what it is, um, of how to contact these people. So if you're looking for a traded hunt, let us know. Um, and we can go from there. Right on. Well, if, um, if you guys want to stay on for a sec, we'll hop off here and, uh, we'll talk some stuff afterwards. All right. See you everybody. Bye.